Hello, podcast listeners, and welcome to the July 11th, 2018 Hong Kong Stories podcast. I'm Rachel Smith. Hong Kong is a busy, busy place. There's something happening at all hours of the day and all days of the week. And while we rush from air-conditioned space to air-conditioned space, with a bit of time out in the middle to do some very sweaty exercise, we will be listening to this week's storyteller, Derek, as he tells a story about how he learned how to speak. But before we get started, a big thanks goes out to all our listeners, both near and far. We're happy to see people from all over Hong Kong listen to our podcast regularly, and we also have listeners in Denmark, Germany, Spain, and India. It is so inspiring to our storytellers to know that we're making connections all over the world. Our storytellers are currently working hard towards the July 25th live show, which has the theme Wild Things. Be aware that things could get a little spicy with such a title, and maybe have a quick drink in the bar before the show starts to fortify yourself. Hong Kong Stories. It's better than drama. It's better than comedy. It's real life. And if you're listening in Hong Kong and you want to give storytelling on our stage a try, it's easy. Each of our storytellers starts off by joining a workshop, which are free and typically on a Tuesday. You can find where and when by going to the website hongkongstories.com. The process is simple. When you meet up, there'll be a few people in a tell-any-story-you-like workshop. There's no need for your story to be polished or perfect or even more than a few lines. It does have to be your story, and it does have to be true. Our workshop hosts will listen to your story and give you useful feedback on how to tell your story more effectively. And before you know it, you'll be as good as the people who've heard on this podcast. When you're ready, you can even try your story out on our stage. That's how Derek came to be standing up in front of a live audience at the Fringe Club in April 2018 for a show with the title Face the Music. And here is Derek's story. I'm going to tell the story with a cork in my mouth because that's how I practiced speaking English 10 years ago when I was in Los Angeles. Sorry, I know this is very difficult to understand, but this cork is the key to my American accent. <laughs> I was in this accent reduction class 10 years ago when I was in Los Angeles, and my accent teacher told me, in Cantonese, most of our sound is produced from the front of the mouth, but in America, they speak like there's a big box at the back of your mouth. So in order to sound a little less Hong Kong and a little more American, you need to put a cork in your mouth, overdo it, enunciate, alter your muscle memory. I never thought much about accents when I was a kid. I was born and raised in Hong Kong, so when I was studying English in a local school, everyone speaks just like me, including the teacher who was also born in Hong Kong. So I never really thought much about an accent. 
And when I see a tourist or an expat in Hong Kong, and if you guys are trying to talk to me in Cantonese and saying something like Neho, then I would probably find you very adorable and, and marvel. So I, I, I never thought of having an accent, an issue, or, or, or a problem. But then, when I was in America, in addition to the accent class, I was also in the acting class. I was enrolled in an acting school, and one of the classes I took was the improv class. <laughs> so uh, in one of the improv class, um, I was assigned the role of a doctor. And my scene partner, who was supposed to be a patient, uh, we were on stage, and I looked at him very genuinely. And I said, don't worry, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, everyone laughed, just like you guys did. <laughs> The R cure. You know that the R sound is very difficult for us because we don't have the R sound in Cantonese. Well, two years ago, I started learning French, so imagine how much time I've spent in my kitchen just trying to do this sound. <laughs> hey, I used to even tell people I have to put a cock in my mouth during my accent reduction class. <laughs> I guess that's what people describe this as an oral practice. <laughs> I even once asked a bartender for some penis to munch on with my drinks. <laughs> Sometimes I don't just embarrass myself, I embarrass my friends. One of the evenings I was at my friend's place and he asked me, what did you want to do tonight? And I said, cocaine. And um, he took out a pack of white powder, and I asked innocently, is that sugar? <laughs> Cooking, the oozang. <laughs> you know, I became so aware of my accent in America that in, uh, after a year of acting school, and I, I was so fortunate, I got signed by a talent agent, and I started working as an actor in LA. Every time before every audition, when I was given the script, I spent so much time just to work on sounding right. I wanted myself to be understandable, but you know how things are when you're so obsessed with certain things, people start to notice it even more. And then I was in the audition room, and then you know you, you, you did a take, and then the casting director tried to give you some feedback. And the casting director asked me, oh, your English is... It's good enough, but just for the comedic effect, can you try to thicken your accents for this role? Oh, so you just want me to talk like that, like how I talk in Hong Kong? Um, no, this is not funny, you know? Um, this is an immigrant role, fresh off the boat, bobbish. Um, why don't you just play with it? Why don't you try with a Thai accent? I cannot just shift to another Asian accent without preparing for it. <laughs> but it's an audition. You have to do whatever the director asks you. So um, so what do you like? Do you like him? I, I guess it's like that, right? Um, <laughs> and then he said, well, you know what? Just for the effect, why don't you give me a take, like a Japanese accent? <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I really don't know how to do it. Oh, OK, don't worry about it. You know, just for the comedic effect, just Try a take with uh, a generic Asian accent. 
excuse me, what is a generic Asian accent? <laughs> you know, just, just like how Asians speak. I was so frustrated in some of these auditions. And one night I was on the rooftop, I was sharing with my friend who was an Asian American actor. And he told me he was so frustrated that as an Asian American, he was always being sent to auditions um, for the foreigner roles. And it is very hard for him to be a minority in America. And at that moment, I, I, I thought, a minority? I mean, I lived my whole life in Hong Kong being an Asian as a majority. <laughs> I never see myself as a minority. Wait a minute. Why am I trying so hard to be an American? Maybe I don't need to act like a foreigner. I am a foreigner there. And maybe I don't have to deal with being uh, an American minority there. I am a Hong Kong majority. Maybe I should let myself be a little more me and put in more authenticity in my audition. Four years in LA, um, I started booking more roles and uh, I did some projects as an actor that I was really proud of. But I have also heard a lot of things in audition rooms. You're not tall enough. You're taller than the lead and he's not happy. You don't look like the guy who plays your brother. You have dripping eyelids when you talk. And you're not handsome enough. Oh, and you're not muscular enough. Like there will be someone who will always tell you that you're not enough of this and not enough of that. There are a lot of things I cannot change. But the only thing I can change is to try to walk out of my house every day, reminding myself that maybe I am good enough. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this story brought to you by Hong Kong Stories. If you like listening to these stories, why not leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform? Links to articles, photos of our storytellers, and much, much more can be found on our website, hongkongstories.com. Thanks also go out to our unsung hero of this podcast. Today is Yuri, who curated and directed our April 2018 show. Thanks for all your hard work, Yuri. The music on this podcast was written and performed by Andrew Robert Smith. Everyone has a story to tell. May your week be filled with goals scored, fair play, and a worthy opponent. <laughs>